Chuck and Julie, bringing you the truth straight up. I'm Julie Hagan. I'm working at- an Emmy-winning former investigative reporter, a highly successful trial attorney, and publisher of a major Denver area newspaper. They've been partners as talk show hosts and in marriage as parents for over 10 years, providing thought-provoking information, opinion, and entertainment live, local, and interactive. Everyone's voice is always welcome on the Chuck and Julie Show. Well, welcome, uh, Chuck Bonneville, Julie Hayden, Chuck and Julie Grassroots Show, Two straight up. That's right. The show brought to you by Mountain West Wellness, Advanced Acupuncture, and Chinese Medicine. And actually, we got an email. You have an appointment again tomorrow. Good. To help you with golf game. A lot going on today. As promised on Monday, Trent Lisey, the GOP CD4 candidate who has been under kind of attack in social media, is telling his side of the story. And he's telling it first here on our show. But we want to bring up first with us Ron Hanks, former state senator. He is on the Colorado GOP ballot and election security committee. Chairman. Chairman. And has recently and knows all about it and has recently been putting out um, uh, a statement saying urging some of the people um, on the canvas boards not to certify the 2023 election. I'm talking about that taboo subject of election integrity. Um, and Ron, welcome to the show. I have to say you have triggered the establishment folks. You thought you know, you may have talked about something truly awful, like putting grape jelly on grilled cheese or something like that. And instead, all you did was said the words election integrity. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, thank you for your time today. Uh, glad to be here. Glad for a few minutes of your broadcast day. So thank you. Uh, if I triggered them, uh, it's because it's easy to. I mean, I, I'm not talking to them. I don't really give a rat about them. It's the people that are starting to wake up now and watch the, the the Joe Biden experience that we're enduring and realizing we're about to vote again in the presidential election. And we still have all the same problems we had in 2020. So that's that's my clarion call here. Well, I, I think you must uh, be getting to them or at least um, throughout the country because few hours ago, the grand jury in Arizona indicted two Cochise County uh, canvas, board members. canvas board members for not certifying the election, claiming it as a felony <laughs> to interfere with election proceedings, and it is brought by the U.S. Attorney's Office. Well, you know, my heart is out for them. I don't know this story yet, and I appreciate you letting me know, but my that heartfelt concern for our fellow citizens that believe there's problems with the system and they just want to put a check mark on there's a problem here somewhere in the official documents there ought to be some sort of a an archival note that this isn't the way it's supposed to be run the rlas risk limiting audits are are not being done properly we had a great briefing from a subject matter expert on that last night full house to see that uh, and by the way, that recording, uh, we're still processing it, but it will be up on the GOP website. We'll share it with anybody uh, reputable, such as yourselves and a few other websites, you know, we could put this on. <laughs> well, uh, can you start sure, on, back please. us up a little bit and explain? So all you're doing is is pointing out 
that partisan hack Jenna Griswold, the Secretary of State Democrat, is not following her own rules, the Colorado law regarding elections. And why don't you kind of walk us through what it is that that one of the first things you're saying and why you're saying, hey, listen, maybe we shouldn't certify the 2023 election. And here's why. Well, the first thing, Julie, is that uh, they changed the rules after 2020 and maybe it was after 2021. And they specifically went in to disenfranchise, disempower the citizen input into this process. As you know, as I'm sure most of your listeners know, the uh, Canvas board members are Republican, Democrat, and they're they're brought in by the party uh, membership and and uh, they're they're our voice, our eyes, and uh, the this current Secretary of State, and I've called her the dismal Jenna, Jenna Griswold. Is uh, she really took the role of the Canvas Board down to certifying two numbers? It really and the two computer-generated numbers. There's nothing they can look at. It's a rubber stamp, and it's it's wrong. Right. And my suggestion was, and in my first letter, which was the 22nd of November is I cannot recommend to any Canvas board member that they sign it. And here's why. And it is outside the scope of their duties because their duties have been narrowed down to uh, praising and hiling the Hitler in the Secretary of State's office. You know, I mean, uh, so so really the point is we got to be on record that these elections are still as flawed as we discovered they were in 2020. Oh, and by the way, uh, you know, we didn't fully discover that there were problems here. If you look, Kamala Harris did a uh, hearing while she was still in the U.S. Senate and saying that she went to an event where they showed how they could hack these computer voting systems in about 10 seconds. I might commend to people a great video called your wake-up call uh, by Colonel Phil Waldron. Uh, It's got the video of her mentioning that. And so my point is, the Democrats know this too. Uh, They complain when they lose. We need to be on the record, in my opinion, that even when we supposedly win something like Proposition HH, we still see a, a flawed system and we have to not rubber stamp it, but put something, some marker in the archives that we protest this. And, you know, by the way, Proposition HH was an easy one for them to let let lose <laughs> in the election system because they had a special session with a supermajority of unelected socialist, uh, communist uh, demons, uh, Democrats, whatever you want to call them, <laughs> that, pushed, that pushed through everything that they wanted. And so they didn't need HH in the first place. No, I mean, yeah, I would point that out, too. It's like, I don't think the Democrats would have let us win if they didn't have that backup plan. And number two, it's a silly argument to say, well, we don't know if there was cheating or not, but since we won, we should shut up about it. Because, I mean, I go back to one of the things I've been saying for years, and that is that Jenna Griswold and the Democrats in the legislature refuse to let anyone do an audit. And if you try to do some kind of audit, ask Tina Peters, you end up behind bars. It's like, to me, if you 
run a business and you want to see is, you know, is the, is it being counted, right? Is the money being cut? You need to do an audit. And right away, it should read, you would think that an honest secretary of state would want to do an audit to make sure. I mean, wasn't there just recently, didn't a judge in Georgia allow a case to go forward saying that, you know, this is not some conspiracy theory that these machines are not secure. This is evidence coming from some of the highest levels of government on cyber intelligence and things saying the machines are not secure. Now, we don't know what may or may not have happened, but to simply say you are forbidden to even raise a question or say maybe we should find out, that's just ludicrous. Well, it sounds like the only option is Assuming that that um, U.S. attorneys are now indicting anybody who's a supervisor or anybody who is a certification is just how the Republican Party refused to participate in the process. So we're not going to. It's a crooked system no. run by a crooked uh, judiciary uh, and a crooked uh, AG, and we're not going to participate in certifying anything since certification has become nothing other than the saying, "Are these are the two right numbers?" But look at, no the, look at what the rhino establishment elite will put out there that uh, they would never do that, Chuck, because they still have power in this minority status. So they want grassroots America to go along with this. And Julie, to your point about auditing, you know, one of the biggest problems we have is that the government audits itself and tells you how wonderful it is. And of course they would, they don't have any, there's no motivation to say, Hey, we screwed up. And, you know, I just heard today on the news that, uh, you know, we had the, the debt limit increase and now all of a sudden we're noticing that in the last 60 days, our debt went up $800 billion. So let's say it's a trillion dollars every 90 days. How is it that we were stuck at 30 trillion national debt for the last two or three years if we're gaining a trillion every 90 days? It's because the government is giving you the numbers and they're lying to us. Uh, no. The government is, <laughs> no. The government oh. is the most ruthless liar out there. I've, I learned that in my experience in the state house uh, running for U.S. Senate. Uh, and just opening my eyes and watching the news. And that's where we are right now. People that couldn't bear to look at Joseph Robinette Biden stealing the White House and becoming Obama's third term and uh, the CCP president's best ally, they finally are starting to wake up and realize, even though I don't know how they could have endured it without at least muttering some complaints, you know, energy's up 24% since Joe's been in. But I think they're starting to pull out of their coma cocoon. And we have to at least let people know we're fighting. And and I got to give a lot of credit to uh, the party chair, Dave Williams, for, you know, supporting me, supporting the committee on this, supporting the investigations. Um, I'll just say... There was none of that from any of the previous uh, oh. people in the previous. Well, 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 they told us, Wade Williams, we have the gold standard. Not Wayne Williams. That was our former chair, oh. uh, Ken Buck. Ken Buck subpoenaed uh, that, too. Yeah. So, but let me ask you about, um, you, you wrote the email, and there is the, the usual, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, the Republican um uh, rhino <laughs> of tea, uh, and, tea. Heads exploding. and so jimmy sangenberger who is 
who is on 710 KNUS and is also paid or has been paid by Phil Anschutz. He wrote an article. Uh, I don't. I think. I think for Complete Colorado, Denver Gazette, Denver Gazette, uh, owned by Phil Anschutz, um, saying, "How can we do this? You know, this is the worst thing in the world. You know, we won the election. Now we won, and thanks to me, we won. And and uh, that, and then and then um, our, our good friend George Brockler had um, who do you have on the show? I forget who Patty he had. Calhoun. Patty Calhoun. That's right. Conservative. No, no Rock. Republican conservative. Uh, call, he says, you are, are Ron, Rhino Hanks. You're the Rhino Hanks. He calls you Rhino Hanks. You're the Rhino? Uh-huh. <laughs> I've noticed that the left is always accusing, uh, you know, everybody now of being a Rhino because when they're exposed as being one, they just go Twitterverse. Yeah, well, they can try. And I got to be honest with you here, candid at least. I'm always honest. I don't read what they write or listen to what they say. I'm down here in Fremont County. I don't think what they play up there in their little echo chamber in the metro area really resonates down here. I don't have time for them. And frankly, I wasn't talking to them anyway because. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got their talking points, marching orders from the people that uh, want to line back up with the hard left and uh, at least get a piece of the pie. You know, what, what's our budget going to be in Colorado? When I was in the 73rd General Assembly, we were working on budgets of $34 billion, $36, $38 billion. So I'm assuming we're crossing the Rubicon of $40 billion and nobody's batting an eye. And, you, you know... That's where they're getting their money is all these people that are in the process of uh, building big government. If we get this back, and I pray to God we get this back, this country of ours, this government needs to be cut by 75%. I keep bumping the number up because we keep going a trillion more dollars in debt. So we're obviously buying things we don't need. Well, I mean, we're we're robbing one. I mean, we're robbing the taxpayers. For instance, yeah. in this, this debacle, like as you pointed out, the, the Democrats didn't care that they lost HH because they went in and passed the exact same thing anyway. Plus some pork projects too. So what did they designate? Something like thirty million, which was going to be more than it would have been under Prop HH, I think. Um, to go to rental assistance, right? So that makes it sound like, on the one hand, they're helping people with the rent. But all they're doing it is giving it to the developers, I suspect, who own the property, right? I mean, why not just let the free market, if you can't pay the rent, then then I know the proper, the rent has to come down or or the people have to find someplace else to live. But it's this constant mm-hmm. Democrat money laundering shuffling thing where everybody gets rich except us, except the middle class, right? People who are actually paying their rent. Um, and, and they did nothing, I mean, I, we could go for on forever about well, what they did to us there. But if I could for just a moment, though, a point about that. I mean, we have to start thinking about government as a group of uh, really largely ignorant individuals, ignorant of the areas in which they purport to be an expert. Uh, fracking is a good example. There was a fracking bill when I was there. I fracked. The two representatives putting the bill forward knew nothing about it. My point is, we give them $40 billion of walking around money in their wallet every year in Colorado. And in in the federal government, 
we're giving out tens of trillions of dollars, not one time, but over and over every single year. So these guys are totally motivated to stay in power so that they can make it rain out there, you know, to, uh, right. to all their friends and buddies. So that's really what we have to think about government. It's not looking out for us. It's looking out for their power base and their buddies that will kick money back to them, like Biden getting money back from Ukraine. Right. Well, and that's where, you know, we got, and I commend you and, and Dave and Anna and Tom and Hope and all those guys in the GOP party leadership who are standing firm because, and I think it's not working as much anymore, but anytime, you know, so the article, you know, it's like election denier, election denier, election denier. It's like, what the frick does that even mean? Right. No one in their right mind can look at all of the stuff that is coming up and say that there is any such thing as a gold standard election system. Yeah. And so, I mean, you you just can't say that. And they somehow think that they could just shut that up and they're going to shame you and cancel you and put you like one, you're one of the others then. And people don't buy it. The majority of people think that there are issues with the election system. And what, and to your point, what you just described, the power base there, that's exactly why they don't want anyone asking questions about it. Right. Yeah. Because if you do that, all of a sudden people start like getting who they voted for into office. And, and you know, right. and, and so I, 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 just, I, I hate to tell you, it's well been the same since 5000 B.C. Exactly. The first human civilization it's who counts the votes, not. But, well, they didn't count back well, there. They killed. Well, that's somebody. that's true, Chuck, except government was a lot smaller 5000 years ago. I'm willing to bet at least. And uh Let's just go back 250 years. At least we could keep an eye on what we were doing back then. And yeah. uh, now it's so big. We got so many departments and agencies and under programs. And uh, we, we don't even know what our government is doing to us. But I can pretty much guarantee you it's doing very little for you. Well, right. it, it's never done very much for you. The only <laughs> self-correcting. Um, and that's why they, I love studying Chinese history and all the empires. Uh, they all start off with, you know, they just overthrew the other one, killed them all, or did whatever. They start out with a pretty lean and, and green uh, government. Uh, 800 years later, <laughs> it's taken over everything, and another revolution comes on where everybody kills everybody. And, and But it never it never seems to be, I don't know of any civilizations that's been able to successfully cut back from their overspending. I mean, the French Revolution, that, you know, they now they're going to have to tax the rich, and that, that ended that that uh, 800 years of, of French monarchy, um, you know. It, it's it's about their next term, right? These guys don't care about. Well, they, they all want to, even if it's their next term, they want to remain yeah. in power. Uh, it's just yeah. the nature of human beings. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I really don't don't know what's going to happen. I mean, down in Argentina, he's going to try to get rid of 50% of the ministries and good luck. Um, because what happens uh, is that, you know, right now we just had great uh, growth, 5.3 growth, all based on massive government spending. Yeah. Uh, once you cut the get massive government spending, it contracts. Um, yeah. and, so, and so, you know, by the time they've uh, spent us into oblivion and we get a hold of it, we contract. It's going to be awful times because there won't be well, no money through the system. And, uh, you know, an interesting stat I read here about the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, uh, Biden has raided 40 yeah. percent of that in order to get it into the market so that he can keep gas prices at the prices they're at, which are pretty outrageous. Um, but that's 
the best he can do with his, you know, the pinhead economics we got going on here. No, he's got another. He's got another thing in his pocket, which is uh, letting all the Iranian oil come out um, and, <laughs> yeah. and let them keeping all the money. And that's that's been a major reason why gas prices have been have been held down because the Iranians are making a fortune off of it. Have you ever wondered how we have sanctions on a country like Iran? And then something go, goes bad, and then we say, oh, we're going to make the sanctions tighter. And it's like, <laughs> well, wait a minute. You know the reason they're doing this is because loose sanctions allows them to suck a little money out of the Iranian coffers. Hey, we'll let you have a billion of your dollars, but you're going to need to put 20 million of that in our Hezbollah here. <laughs> so that's why sanctions are never 100% is because they're milking a little bit, a little kickback. It's you know, it's dirty. Uh, I I know I didn't come on to talk Iran, but I hope <laughs> Netanyahu goes for regime change in Iran. He has the total right and uh, authority, as far as I'm concerned, to do that after the, the decades of uh, attacks that they have endured around that nation. What about, and then back to, because I know you have experience of it, back to the election integrity. I just, I think... It, they one of the it should not be so hard to talk about election integrity, right? I mean, people should not be people should say, well, yeah, we want to make sure we have election integrity. And all you're saying here is that why should we participate and certify a system that we have no idea? No, we're not even allowed to ask if anything's happening, or, or you know, let alone even look at actual evidence. Well, and we do know this: we know they're the same pieces of equipment that were built in China by Chinese workers and were not certified throughout the 2020 elections. Now, the Canvas Board isn't looking at that as part of their duties, but frankly, nobody in the government is looking at the Canvas Board for what they do because the new rules have made them irrelevant. So, right. if if they're irrelevant. Why don't we at least put on record in a minority report that the uh, the elections are a disaster, just like they were in 22, 21, 20, and probably the last 20 years. But let's let that ride. That's all I'm saying. We have got to put a marker down so that at some point somebody says, hey, look, there were people worried about it. And they actually, you, you know, I, I just want to tell a quick a quick story from the military. I had a situation pop up when I was running my office and it was a violation of, of ethics and code. And uh, I, I, I went to my commanders and a lot of them said, let it slide. It happens all the time. And I, I, I finally went to one man and he said, they're right. It happens every time and it's wrong every time, yeah. you know? And that was, the gyro reset I needed to push it through a process that did not want to hear from me. They wanted this problem to go away. That's what we need to do as Americans. And Julie, to your point some moments ago, the 62% of Americans across the political spectrum believe there was election fraud in 2020. I heard uh, Seth Ketchell the other day was at an event in Castle Rock and he made the point, he said he thinks it'll get to 70%, but you know, we should not have any issue talking about this because frankly, we're the majority and it's, it's um, individuals like uh, 
Brockler and Singenberger that are trying to hold back the 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 flood that's you know the little right. Dutch boys there I guess and uh it's a losing they're on the losing side of it we're suffering a lot of pain right now but they're wrong they're on the wrong side and well, that's, I mean, they can be wherever they want we're not talking to them anyway no, and you know, particularly here in Colorado, you know, and again, I'm just so glad people like you are calling the clarion call that people wake up. I mean, this is a birthplace of the blueprint Colorado. Colorado, we're the melting pot experiment for the most liberal, progressive election uh, changes. I mean, we've got all mail balloting, motor voter balloting. We've got open primaries. And now Kent Theory's got his next thing that he wants to throw. I mean, you know, and, and you'd think every single time the Republicans go along, oh, that sounds like a good idea. Well, that's right. Well, that's why we're the, the petri dish because right. the establishment republicans always think well yeah that'll hurt the grassroots and, and that's the yeah, thing yeah. they're afraid of i got a quick theory on this i can do this in 30 seconds okay i i did not think joe biden would uh survive past the 21st of january of this year 2023 because that's one year and a day past the two-year mark on his term and whoever succeeds him doesn't have to carry his first two years they can have their own uh eight-year total term uh i was surprised that you know the ether didn't take or you know whatever might have happened to him um but here's what i do think is going to happen is there the democrats are going to have their convention and I believe Joe Biden will pass into oblivion, whether, uh, you know, being deceased or medically declared. But those those um, delegates at that convention are going to pick the next president and vice president. I predict Gavin Newsom and Jared Polis. So, uh, oh, what a cute uh, couple. Let's okay. let's archive that and see if I'm All right. right. If, and, and if, if I'm wrong, I think that's a good prediction. And, and see if that prediction. comes true. And, and God forbid that we try to have any election integrity in that because that has been declared from on high. So, I'm I'm just saying, I'm just saying we are in for a ride. You know, our books have been in for a, a downward spiral here for a long time. This presidential election, we have got to get people started, uh, to looking at this. And I've said it some, uh, I've done a couple of speeches here in the last few weeks. Rest up, rest up for Thanksgiving, rest up for Christmas, get ready January 1, because this is going to be a uh, un, uh, unprecedented. I think you're right. A All lot right. of people say well, this. Great clarion call, and we'll end with that. Thanks so much for coming on. We appreciate it, and, and you're always great. And uh, as at the committee that you're head of, keep on doing the great work. Okay, and thanks to my committee and the subject matter experts who are coming on and reaching out to us. We need them. We don't know it all. They they know more than us. Thank you for your guys' time and for right. having all right. Thank, you, Ron. Take Thank care. you very much. All the all the best. All right, all right. But thank you to Ron, and and I think we'll let you guys know when they post up because they've been having a lot of these meetings and briefings, and um, we'll post we'll we'll post all that up. Now I see we have Trent. So as promised on Monday, Trent promised he would come on the show Wednesday, and in fact, here he is, um, CD four GOP candidate, um, Trent Lisey. So first, let me say, hey, Trent, thank you, and, you and, and welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on. Thank all you. Right. All right, thank you me, for having me. 
Real briefly, I'm just gonna sort of set the stage in case people aren't aware. Over the weekend, this kind of exploded. Laura Loomer, who is a social media influencer, started putting stuff out on Twitter, essentially saying, you know, accusing you of being arrested, alleging child abuse, talking about hotel rooms for young men, alleging all of these kinds of Giving things. Giving them alcohol, grooming them. Et cetera, et cetera. And we'll kind of get into some specifics. Mm-hmm. But wanted to, today you put out on Twitter, and so people aren't following Trent, you can see the whole, it's like about a five minute explanation there but wanted to give you a chance to respond so let's maybe let's have start with the the arrest stuff okay can you talk laura i won't even go into the things but talk about what what happened regarding any kind of child abuse the things she was saying um what what she was saying and then what really happened yeah so um you know this was a shocker on sunday morning to wake up to this i I don't know why she chose to meddle in this race out of all the races going on in in the country. Um, But, you know, I'll just start off by making it very clear that I have never been uh, convicted of um, harming, harassing, hurting, or abusing a child, period. That is completely false. Um, What I will say was that for six years, I went through a very heated, nasty custody battle between my ex-wife over my children and towards the end of that she used the justice system or the court system to leverage what she wanted and um, ultimately uh, I you know did plead to a you know just a generic generic harassment uh, charge and you know who you're purportedly harassing well that that it it was, uh, you know, basically it was just she just basically thought I was harassing her. And so that's pretty much what it came down to. And for me, you know, it was one of those things where she wanted to drag the kids through the court process to testify and do all these things. And they were young minors, of which two of them still are. And I didn't want to put my kids through that. And so... And I will say this, you know, I've spent 30 years kind of reading between the lines and police reports and things like that. And um, the police, if there is a a child abuse allegation that comes forward, the cops don't drop that if there is even the remotest evidence that there might be something. So to me, again, reading between the lines, because the cops would really rather try to prosecute somebody and, and lose than to not prosecute somebody and then have a kid be harmed. That's way worse for them, right? So in my experience, reading between the lines, the fact that they allowed you to plead guilty to this sort of general misdemeanor. And I'm sure they told you if you fulfilled all the obligations that the record to be erased and that would be it well and see yeah and in your in your 100 correct and so that was my interpretation four and a half years ago when this all happened and so when the when the when i ran for school board and this came up i mean the articles speak for themselves you know i'm not going to get into even though there were uh Portions of the article that I felt like were taken out of context or were not put in there to make context of what was this the actual situation. You know, I that's when, you know, I went to my attorney and I thought, hey, I thought this was supposed to be off. And, and we worked towards making sure that that, you know, because that was part of the agreement. So. 
Well, and one thing too that I will say this, and and, and I want to be clear. I mean, I, we're not trying to endorse anybody, not endorse anybody. We just want to, and, and I appreciate you coming on, give you an opportunity to set the record straight. Because well, I, I, let I, no, let me finish because okay. because because I think this has all the hallmarks of of an utter campaign to destroy somebody, a political well, campaign to destroy somebody. It's it's marked by you know vague allegations of child abuse and, there, yeah. and we'll get the the other ones. But then it had ones that you know you were at a strip club. Ooh, so either a groomer or you or you like to watch semi naked women dance, which I guess is now a sin. Uh, but they threw everything up in the wall against you, and it's hard to respond to all of that um, because. Uh, if you've been through a divorce, and I haven't, thank God, but I've certainly had lots of clients who have, you know, the two sides accuse each other of the most heinous acts. Um, and then after that, I didn't really mean that. Um, so they took your divorce, uh, use that, and then um, the next part was, uh, let's go to that one. You you were at a... Well, let me just kind of clarify here, okay. I was going to agree with you. I was going to say what Laura Loomer did that I, particularly having now had you explain everything, that I find particularly wrong, and I'll just use that word wrong, is she tried to imply that she was trying to connect this harassment charge, implying that somehow you were sexually harassing some kid. That was the implication if you just read her tweets, which as it turns mm -hmm. out is completely false. Had nothing yes. to do with kids, had nothing to do with anything it had to do with. Well, his own children, because you always bring the kids in if you're the other spouse. But and again, I'm just going to say the cops would have never let that go and let you plead to a misdemeanor harassment if there was any any kind of evidence, even the remotest evidence of child abuse. So let's Absolutely. go on. That. So the next thing she started talking about was um, you buying hotel rooms and alcohol, et cetera, et cetera, for kids. Now, nobody said that you ever did anything, but just that the some person, some one of the minors felt that maybe some of the comments might have been sexual. Let me what what happened there? Because you explained that in your in your um, video as well. Yeah. So so. Uh, it, Reed Cooper, who manages my social media, I've been friends with his family for years. I don't think it's uncommon for people to be friends with families who have kids. I guess in today's political arena, if you're running for office, it is. Uh, and upon, you know, so, so, you know, I would accompany Reed and, you know, to these events because his, his, his parents can't because, you know, they have five other siblings at home that they're taking care of. And I enjoy going to these, you know, these different political events. And so when we arrived at this event last year, Reed had a group of friends who they they had paid to get there. They had paid to attend the event, but they were hoping that they would have other friends there that could room with them. And so I just said, hey, you know, I have the goodness of my heart. I'm like, OK, I'll just purchase two extra hotel rooms and that's it. You know, I guess that's a sin these days. And, you know, that was it. You know, I never went in their rooms. I never made any advancements. I never had any inappropriate conversations. And I really didn't see much of them at all. If anybody's been to a turning point event, they'll understand that there's just as many adults there as there are children. And there's, you know, there most of those kids are up and partying all night long, you know? So it's like, so the claim of, you know, I was buying alcohol, doing this. It's false. Never. Okay. Happened. No. Ne didn't. No. Never bought any alcohol. No. And so you just said, okay, I'll help pay for your hotel room. Well, I think as you said in your video, no good deed goes unpunished. Yeah, absolutely. So why did this one kid? Because as I understand it, at least one person came forward. Or what? What do you know about that? Or what can you? So it's this kid named Alec Drexler. I don't know who he is. I've never met him. He's been trying to blow up my social media today. 
Uh, so basically what happened is, so Reed and I own the, we're, we're, we're business partners in this company called Firefox Media. And so we have multiple Instagram accounts that we use to, to sell ads and help build, you know, help promote conservative values and all this stuff. So he has access to every one of our accounts, including mine. So this Alec, yes. yeah, this and Alec Drexler. How old is, how old is Reed? Reed is 19 years old. Okay. So and so, member. yeah. And, and so he was 18 last year when this, when this was all, you know, when we were at this event, but not you know, this, this kid had been harassing Reed for two years and at the event, they ran into each other last year and then Reed didn't exchange words, but his other friend that was with him exchanged words with Alec. And then as soon as we got home, he started blowing up my Instagram account and post and, and tagging me in, in posts and, you know, saying that I was these, you know, these things. And so Reed just, he took it upon himself. It was wrong. And he admits it was wrong to respond to this guy uh, using my account. So it appeared that it was me. Okay. And so let me back up. So just to clarify. So then, so you buy um, rooms for these other kids. And it's, so none of the other kids, as I understand, it's this, uh, this one kid has come forward, but none of the other kids, as far as you know, that were involved, they're not the people who are talking to Laura Loomer or they're not the ones alleging anything. I have no idea. I, my understanding is it's just this one kid. So. Okay. Cause I do he's know- not really a kid. He's, he's, a, he's not a minor. He's a, you know, he's like 21, I think maybe, or 20. So. Okay. And so, and what you're saying is, is this one adult basically had a, a beef with this other adult who you work with. And it was sort of between the two of them and it was because it was going on on your social media account. So these direct messages that Laura Loomer is referring to make it appear. Well, and I said the other day, it's like they appeared more insulting than sexual in nature. Anyway, mm-hmm. it didn't, they didn't yeah. sound sexual to me, but that was actually your, your greed, this, this young business partner, he was doing that, not you. Correct. Yes. Okay. So, and he's well, gone on the record. He's gone on the yeah, record. He did say on, that and, and say yes. This this was me. So, but for whatever reason, nobody believes him. So, right. Well, and it, it does seem Laura Loomer initially promised there'd be lots more direct messages and lots more stuff, and none of that surfaced. She promised that there were going to be a lot of other people who would come forward. That never surfaced. Well, we'll go to the strip club one. Oh yeah, this is, so that, I love strip clubs. So that this came forward too. This is a, somebody else posted this. So they show pictures of you at a strip club, um, throwing money, and there's a, a woman with a fanny, and she's she's twerking there. Um, but it is a strip yes, club. They do. Why don't you explain what that was? What that's all about? Yeah, so this was three years ago. I mean, I, if I would have known that this was going to come back and haunt me three years later, I wouldn't have gone. But look, you know, I was in a business uh, deal with a guy named Andre Vaughn. Uh, towards the end of our week together doing business, he's like, hey, let's go. He goes, let's go out to dinner. Let's go to this place. I'm like, okay, we arrived there. I didn't realize it was a strip club. I've never been to one prior to that, nor have I been to one since then. And so we get in there, we eat our dinner and then he's, you know, he's like, oh, let's stick around. And, you know, he's, you know, he does have money. And so he's, you know, all that money was his. And so, um, you know, I'm like, okay, we're here. So, um, you know, looking back, you know, should I probably have left? Yeah. But I mean, why, it, why, why should you have left? You know, I, I mean, it's just like, like to me, look, 
I've had a lot of pushback from people saying, hey, you are all against human trafficking and you're at this club and there's human trafficking that goes through. And I get that. I didn't know that until a year later when somebody, a good friend of mine who, you know, said, hey, uh, you know, and it was explaining to me about the pornography business and, you know, the the strip club stuff. And I'm like, wow, I didn't know that, you know, so I kind of take it. I kind of take it personally when people say, you know, you're a human trafficking, you know. Oh, yeah, sure. Well, so is Julie. Julie and it's like and it's like but you were at a club and you didn't acknowledge on your video yesterday that it was wrong because people are human try like i get it you know it's like i don't just get stop it. splitting hairs i, I and, don't get it yeah it's strip clubs it's it's like and you know and i'm not a giant you know um but but to me it's not what i would want to do when i grew up but on the other hand it's perfectly legal when there is trafficking and i know the arguments are but the democrats are the ones who say no there's not it should all be legal they don't care and and i'm just gonna say that it was perfectly legal for you to go to a strip club you weren't making all oh, let's say like the democrats do sex takes sex tapes with your wife and charging people to look at them you weren't sleeping with a chinese spy um you know none of these other things so i i would say well let me ask you this how did that end up being videotaped so i didn't find out till like a month later that so what had happened was as i started noticing that this business agreement that i was in was not really what it was made out to be so i said hey look i'm gonna part ways with you you do your thing i'm gonna do my thing and so then that's when, you know, his that's when he said, oh, I have this video of you. And he showed it to me and he's like, I'm going to post that on on YouTube. And he did post it on YouTube and it's been well, taken like down. Extortion. Yeah. And, and, and he's on video. I have him on video or recorded talking to another guy saying, yes, I recorded him. I recorded him to blackmail him. So. Um, well, I'll say one thing you're guilty of is is choosing a uh, poor choice of business partners. Absolutely. Uh-huh. You are 100% The fact that you correct. went to a strip club along with millions of other Americans doesn't make you a, a sex trafficker or anything else. Uh, but it's, 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 but anyway, so obviously Laura Loomer has been out to destroy you. I mean, I can't, I can't describe it. She's gone to, I, I, and she's been quiet since then too. She hasn't responded at all to your videotape. Has she? At least that I know. In fact, her. I jumped on a Twitter space last night after I put the video up and she actually joined the Twitter space for like a few minutes and then got off, but she had one of her surrogates, you know, on there who was, you know, trying to, he was saying some really graphic and appropriate things. And I just finally said, you know what, if you can't tell me who you are, then I'm not going to stay here and speak to an anonymous troll. Right. So, yeah. I generally do not recommend litigation because it's easy to start and hard to end. Uh, but you've had a person who is deliberately and said it to people. She, said she wants to destroy you. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Yeah, so as I understand uh, it, she's it, flat out told people that she wants to destroy you. Um, and yeah, have you ever met her? Well, so that's what's interesting. So everybody I talk to says to me, why? Like, what is she trying to gain? Because if we're all about America first candidates, MAGA, Trump supporting, there's nobody else in the race against me that fits that profile. So why? Um, you know, I only met Laura for like two or three minutes at Mar-a-Lago back on November 1st. I had talked to you guys earlier before right. um, 
heading over there. And, you know, it was just, I was making my way around talking to people. And I was like, so I went up to her and I'm like, Laura, I said, Hey, I said, you're amazing. You've done a lot of great work in Colorado with exposing the ballot issue with trying to take Trump off the ballot. And I said, thank you so much for your patriotism. And I did ask her for a picture, you know, and we took a picture and I said, Hey, I'd love to be on your program sometime. And she's like, Oh, okay, here's my cell phone number. And she gave me her cell phone number. And so, you know, then she tried to say like, you know, or like on Sunday, Oh, I tried to, per, you know, try to say she, I, she endorsed me. And I'm like, she never, I never said that, you know? And, and I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of people I think that are very puzzled and I think she owes it to the people to say, you know, this is why I did what I did. And because she has absolutely no physic, no proof, nothing to back up any of the things that she claims. But even if she did, uh, Simeon, I mean, why did she decide to go after you? I would imagine maybe somebody paid her to go after you. Um, well, I, I'll say this. I have a, you know, I have a few theories that, you know, multiple people at different angles have said, well, maybe it's this or maybe it's that. I think ultimately, you know, I, I think it has to do with um, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, the Flora camp is behind this. I wouldn't. And because if you look, I, I'm not sitting here accusing them. I, I don't want to sit here and accuse them. But the thing of it is, is like they they haven't said nothing. You know, if it was if it was her going through this and I didn't have anything to do with it. Sure, I would probably be asking questions on Twitter or posting things, but but they've been quiet. I mean, I hope I hope it wasn't them and, and I'm not accusing them of it. But it's like I don't know of any other logical conclusion to draw from this than 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 maybe that. And, and I don't know. I, will, I hope I'm I'll wrong. I'll say this. And, and I know I've expressed this to you before, too, is I know Deborah Flora and I know her husband. Um, I, I do not see them as a the kind of people that would do something like this. Um, but what I, but I, so I don't okay, want to. Anybody can have a campaign manager who decides to. And we don't. And I don't think. Because yeah, I agree. Both Deborah and her husband are, are very nice people. Very and nice very people. good people. Yeah. But and I've never. And, and I look, I hope I'm right. I, I mean, I hope I'm wrong. I hope you you're right. And I hope I'm wrong. And and if I am, then I'll retract it. And, and if we actually come back to to you know, if we actually find out who it is, I'm just saying. To me, I think anybody would would um, would think that it was their opponent doing it. So, let me. Okay, so fine. Just to kind of clear, just a couple more questions. So, and again, because I want to give you just a chance to sort of say your 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 story or your piece, not your story. Um, so yeah, these things came out implying largely that, you know, you were being accused of sexually inappropriate things with minors. And you're saying, and and nobody seems to come up with any zero truth to any of that. That is correct. There's absolutely no truth. And what's interesting is people are like, oh, that's disgusting that a 19-year-old boy uh, lives in in your house. And it's like, look, he lives with my family. OK, I know his family. I know his parents. We've known each other for a long time. It's like it's not uncommon for teenagers to work on political campaigns as interns or whatever. And it's like, you know, he lives in Virginia and he's amazing at social media. And it's like, you know, it, it just made sense, you know, and it's like it's not like he's here permanently. You know, it's like let's get through the campaign. So. 
Let me, a final question, and this is a softball one, but I think you deserve it after everything you've been through. A lot of people would be like, well, this has been a fun week, um, and, you know, and, and drop out. And obviously you're not doing that. Why, why not? I'm not doing it because, look, I mean, our country is hurting, and it's hurting bad. And, you know, we don't have, rep- we don't have representatives in Congress that believe that America first values are important and they believe you know that we need to be meddling in everything outside of this country and not having a border and it's like you know what i i the 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 people the constituents in cd4 are thriving for somebody who supports donald trump who supports his his policies that you know really want you know, the America first values brought in back into this into this district. And no, I'm not. Look, if you if you want to throw garbage at me from something that happened three, four five years ago. OK, you know, don't forget, you have three fingers pointing right back at you and you're pointing your finger at me. And so, you know, we're supposed to we're supposed to be the party of due process and 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 we're not. And so, you know, we need to just stop this infighting and and and. You know, that's what I think a lot of people are like, but, you know, this is what kind of candidate we want, you know? And so it's like, no, I I mean, I, I, I've got thick skin. Yeah. It took me, you know, two days to come out with a statement, but you know what? I mean, there were a lot of false accusations that were leveled at me and I needed to make sure with my team that we had, you know, we went through all Laura Loomer's posts, all the comments, and we wanted to make sure we, you know, we answered every single point that somebody had so um i love this country and i'm ready to serve this country again well i want to thank you very much for coming on and making your case and people can decide for themselves and and can imagine if they were under the same situation so yeah and i welcome everybody to reach out to me you know uh send me a dm at my twitter at real trend lycee they you know they can uh if they have my number call me text me i mean just you know, let's let's talk it through instead of being, you know, social warriors on 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 the Internet and not, you know, actually going to the source or All going right. to thank, the source. Thank All you. Right. I appreciate your time. And thank you very much. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Trent Lacey yeah. there. Um, Wow. Great show today between Ron Hanks, Trent Lysey, and you guys, we see all of your comments there. Um, I wish we had time to read them, but we don't. So, um, um, and oh, this is from Sandra. I'll just kind of wrap this up. Um, good for you, Trent. Continued, uh, continued good wishes. Um, and from Dr. Donna, far too many attacking on social media, resorting to gossip tactics. So there you have it. Um, that wrap, but also rest on this Wednesday. Coming, yeah. up, coming up on Party Friday, a ton of stuff going on on Party Friday. So you don't want to miss this. Thank you to everyone on Zoom. Thank you to Thomas for doing a great job running the board back there. Remember, you can catch all of the shows at ChuckandJulie.com. And it'll be Party Friday coming up. All right. Bye, everybody.